Hi, welcome to Meta Minute, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. My name is Rene from Reply, and today we're going to talk about the Workplace Metaverse and the Meta Quest. And for this, I'm honored to have a special expert guest today, Ben Potter. Hi, Ben. How are you today? Hey, Rene. Doing great, thanks. Awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself as it relates to you know everything 3D, AR, VR, XR, whatever you have in mind? Sure, sounds good. So I'm currently uh, the lead for productivity partnerships in Reality Labs at Meta. Um, I'm completely honored that you would name your entire podcast after our company. <laughs> um, and I've, I've been here for about three years now working on this. Um, my experience in, in the space prior to that um, came during a 13-year stint at Microsoft. Um, I uh, worked on the business strategy team that launched HoloLens. I also spent some time uh, launching Windows Mixed Reality, uh, doing business development there. Um, you and I go back to that time. We've known each other for, for almost a decade. So um, as, as far as anyone can, you know, <laughs> can be a veteran in this industry, um, you know, I've, I've spent quite a few years um, kicking around um, the space. Um, my, you know, my role at, at Meta, like I mentioned, is focused on, on productivity partnerships for uh, VR. Uh, and, I, and I've been working on uh, supporting um, companies that historically have not been as active in the virtual reality space um, that we'll talk about later, but it's been it's been really satisfying to um, bring them to our our ecosystem and build out a, a vibrant community for productivity in the enterprise. Absolutely, and you're also rocking some pretty cool glasses. Can you tell us a little bit about those? <laughs> uh, actually, so I, I know we were we were talking about this. These are not the Ray Ban, the Meta Ray Bans. These are just a regular regular yeah. pair of, of Ray-Bans, but I do have, I do have a pair of uh, the Meta Ray-Ban uh, smart glasses. It's the, the second generation of those. We launched them uh, not too long ago. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're, they're really great smart glasses, um, really helpful for capturing high quality uh, video clips, especially when you're you're in a hands-free environment or looking for something that's more natural. Um, you know, anytime I pull a phone up um, around my kids, you know, they're covering their faces. They're teenagers covering their faces and hiding. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, for for you know more candid's, um, I can I can do that more quickly. Uh, being able to use them for other hands-free activities. Um, you know, I coach youth soccer in the fall, and being able to capture some very quick uh, video clips of, of the team's performance and, and share those is really helpful. Um, starting early next year, we'll also add Meta AI to the glasses, uh, bringing yeah. them to a, another level, um, being able to um, have voice interaction with them to ask what you're looking at or to give you tips on like, uh, you know, my, my faucet is leaking, um, you know, how should I fix this? And it will, um, you know, use machine learning to generate some some responses and content there. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. And by the way, um, I also have a bunch of kids, and also uh, the two oldest <laughs> teenager exactly the same, right? When you take photos, Thanks. and they always turn away or or you know, cover the face or whatever. That that seems <laughs> yeah. to be a global thing. <laughs> they'll dive. They'll dive under the table immediately. 
Um, yes. So, so you know, like, I can I can get my hand to my glasses a little bit quicker uh, quicker to click the button there. Um, nice. And obviously, we still want to make sure that people are aware they're being recorded. So there's you know clear indication with a um, you know bright white LED that um, you know a photo is being taken or they're being recorded. Uh, I I can just get to that button a lot faster than raising my phone and having them uh, dive for cover. And I love the form factor and especially the AI integration will be quite significant. I think. Um, recently, I had to categorize like some you know mixuality devices, and you know mm -hmm. we have like see through like the whole lens, we have pass through like the Quest, and then you know what I categorized the Ray-Ban the Ray-Ban ones no through, because there's no display, right? <laughs> but you, but you hear it, like there's that's true. The, and the audio is is really great too. Um, being able to walk around listening to my Spotify playlists. Um, is is really great, and yet I still feel like I'm not, you know, I don't have my earbuds in and completely disconnected or blocked off from my environment. Um, so yeah, the audio is is a, I think a really kind of underrated feature of the whole the whole form factor. Absolutely. Um, so let's dive into our first question that I basically ask any guest, um, which is that simple but also quite a complex question. Uh, what is the metaverse for you and where do you see the potential? <laughs> yes, certainly a loaded question these days. Um, you know, the, the word itself is, um, you know, the no, no shortage of ink has been used or, or wasted on trying to define what the metaverse is. Um, you know, for, for me, the, the metaverse is the next evolution in social connection. It's really the successor to the internet. Um, and like the internet, the metaverse really helps you connect with people when you are physically in the same place, gets us closer to that feeling of being together in person. Um, the metaverse will include familiar 2D experiences as well as ones projected into the physical world, uh, like mixed reality or, or augmented reality, and also fully immersive 3D ones too. Um, you know, you'll be able to access the metaverse on different devices like your phone, your computer, as well as virtual reality devices where you're fully immersed. So it's really a you know, multi-device, multi multi-platform uh, uh, experience. Um, so yeah, I think we've, you know, we've all, lots of pundits have, have uh, weighed in on what, what, it, what it actually means. I'm, I'm, I'm less concerned about how we actually define it and more how, um, how we build it um, towards things that people find actually valuable in their day-to-day -day lives or work yeah um i'm fully agree you know it's in the end it's not about like how we define it but really what can we accomplish how can we increase collaboration and of course meta is doing a lot in the consumer field um you know meta horizon and a few other products out there um but also let's talk about the um, the workplace and you know the productivity increases mm -hmm. i sometimes also call it the uh, you know, the, the workplace metaverse or the um, enterprise metaverse, basically, how can we leverage it um, to uh, basically have more immersive meetings, but also beyond that, right? To have more connections and also in this hybrid work world to have mm -hmm. um, a, a better relationship also with colleagues and so on. And so in, in what ways can the modern workplace harness the power of the metaverse? And could you share also some real world applications and usage scenarios for us? Sure, absolutely. I, I have a few different thoughts on this. Um, one is more demographic in nature. 
Um, by 2025, 73% of the workforce will be Gen Z or younger. And these employees have never encountered a workplace that didn't have laptops or mobile phones, cloud computing, video conferencing, the internet, things like that. Um, I'm dating myself, but um, you know, during my first internship in grad school, I was still sending faxes <laughs> as part of my my job. Um, these, you know, the this this workforce um, is is completely different in terms of the tools that they will use and that they expect to be able to use. They've spent their entire careers with one foot in digital and physical world simultaneously. Uh, they switch from in-person meetings to email to video conferencing without any you know, conscious thought about what mode they're in or what world they're inhabiting. They're, um, you know, they're digital natives, uh, they're, they're usually called. They, um, they switch between those contexts very easily. So I think that's one. Demographically, um, these uh, employees will have different expectations of the types of tools they're using and the way that they engage. Um, the other thought um, that I have on this is more around the changing nature of what the workplace actually means. Um, you know, we're on the other side of the pandemic now, but we'll continue talking about this for, you know, for a decade or more uh, and the seismic changes that it led to. Um, you know, certain companies have have different perspectives on what the most valuable setting is for their employees or where they think they're most productive. Um, you know, as far as meta, I spend, you know, a number of days, the majority of, of the, the work days in an office. I have the flexibility to spend several days working from my home office as well. Uh, my team is geographically distributed across the US. Um, and so we, we meet virtually um, the majority of the time, but still spend uh, you know, some, some offsites together in person. Um, you know, the, the partners and customers that I work with are also quite dispersed. I still travel to meet with them in person and, and believe that being in person is, is incredibly valuable. Um, but you know, all of these things are changing. And so um, you know, depending on the, the type of work you're in, the industry you're in, um, your company's perspective and policies on this, there will be a myriad uh, um, of modes of how you work and what the workplace means. But let's just let's just call it the hybrid workplace, mm -hmm. whatever mode um, that ends up being. Um, and so there are a lot of different tools for how how that happens. Um, and being able to switch between those modes um, will will be critical. And I think the you know the metaverse or whatever you want to to call it um, will be a key part of the um, the fabric of of the modern workplace. Yeah, and and I can also share an example. Um, so you know, also have have a few teams, and um, with one of my teams, um, very much distributed in Germany, Italy, uh, UK. And U.S. even, and so we had, of course, you know, always online meetings. And uh, once Horizon Workrooms came out, we we tried, of course, uh, Meta Horizon Workrooms. And although, and that's that's often a critique you hear from a lot of people. Well, I don't see the faces of the real people. These are all avatars, right? And yeah, sure, that might be avatars that don't look exactly like that person, but you can customize them quite well, and it actually fades away rather quickly. 
Like you don't realize actually, okay, this is a this is a different avatar because you're so immersed in the situation and then you also hear spatial audio. So you can locate if someone across the table is talking, you know, immediately, ah, okay, uh, he's right. talking or she's talking and then you can focus on that. And what I also noticed, of course, we don't do this exactly like you're saying, right? There's still a lot of room for in-person and, and other experiences, but for certain things like an all-hands meeting with all together, um, it makes a lot of sense. And I can tell you, I remember much, much better from these meetings instead of having like, you know, Teams or Zoom meetings the whole day, everything becomes one big you know, thing that merges together. But if I have a meeting in an immersive, uh, like Horizon Workrooms or another solution, um, it's much more distinguishable, at least for me. And that actually is also, I, I looked it up, there's some science behind it. Um, basically, if you do things with your hands, and that's what you can do, right? You can use controllers or hands, a controller free just with your hands. And if you explain a lot with your hands, you hear, hear also in 3D spatial sound, you see stereo 3D, that triggers much more senses and it triggers much more the hippocampus which is long-term memorization. Oh, and so yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating. That's, that's a huge benefit. I love, I love that you mentioned spatial audio again. Uh, I, I think I already talked about how underrated, um, you know, the audio uh, component is for, for the uh, meta Ray-Ban um, smart glasses. I feel the same way about, about meetings. I, um, you know, I've done a number of, of demos with partners and customers in, um, in Horizon Workrooms, and where we've started on a, a video conference um, on a you know on a on a screen, um, and then gone into headset, um, and it immediately uh, makes you feel closer and more naturally connected just because of the spatial audio. Uh, you know, I was I was on a a video conference with um, with some partners in Europe. They were in a conference room. They're tiny little heads on a on a video screen. We went into VR, um, and immediately um, one of the people was sitting on my right. Uh, you know, we can physically turn towards each other, wave at each other. I hear them talking right next to me, um, and and it just feels so much more natural. Um, and sh sure, the you know the avatars get a, get a lot of uh, of airtime um, in the media, but you know those are just a snapshot of where the technology is at this moment. Um, I'm sure you've seen some of the demos of Kodak avatars and things like that. So the you know the future is is going to be uh, much much more realistic. But I think the the principle of it is just more natural um, organic connection in a in a digital um environment absolutely and and for the folks that are listening in um <laughs> if you want to see a good example of the codec avatars check out the lex friedman podcast with mark zuckerberg they did a fantastic um yeah. example there of course that's still quite ways in the future in terms of that you know to make it happen on on standalone and smaller devices and you know also with the setup of course but all with the the whole kind of pace that we see and the uh in the field of AI and, you know, computer vision in the end, like this is coming for sure. It's just a matter of time. A lot of potential there for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you asked about, um, you know, different, different opportunities or use cases in, in the workplace. I think I already mentioned that, um, you know, that the, the metaverse will encompass both 2d and, and 3d uh, form factors. We, we don't think that 3d is going to replace 2d any more than, 
um, our mobile devices have replaced televisions or or PCs. They're just going to supplement um, and and amplify them. There will be an additional tool in uh, in your arsenal, uh, and um, you know they're going to give employees something um, to to choose from. We want people to have the the right tool for the job. So if you want to have a you know a quick chat with your manager, you'll probably do that you know over email or or through a video conference. Um, if you want to get together with your entire team in a way that makes you feel more more connected in kind of a brainstorming session, we talked about uh, you know a virtual meeting as as something for that. If you want to hold something like a design review to understand in spatial context how your new prototype um, you know interacts with the world around it, then mixed reality is the way to go for that. So this is this is going to become another another tool that you'll add to your your um, your overall uh, toolkit. Yep. Okay. Let's let's talk about a few more use cases and and practical examples. So Ben, can you share a few more of those? Sure. So we're we're already seeing how MetaQuest is driving business outcomes in four important categories. The first is learning and development uh, from safely simulating real world scenarios like firefighting or surgery to more soft skills. Um, like compliance training or employee onboarding. The second one is creativity and design, which is huge for architects, engineers, and construction companies uh, who can now look at digital twins of new buildings with their clients um, or product designers who can work together in real time to uh, build 3D models, review 3D models to mm -hmm. bring these to life faster. The third one uh, that we that we talked about a little bit is around meetings and collaboration, uh, and this is something really great in virtual reality because it's it's fundamentally about bringing people together in a way that helps them feel more present um, with each other because of spatial audio or expressive avatars. Uh, and then finally, you have building community, which is really at the heart of of Meta's overall DNA. Um, and we know, you know, because of the kind of distributed workforce, how companies have, um, you know, find it more challenging to bring people together, um, whether they're looking to share information or meet new hires, get to um, help them understand company culture. And VR is a great way to do that without the cost or the carbon footprint of, of flying people around the world. Um, and, and. Many of these solutions come to life through our ecosystem of our technology partners who build the apps and experiences for the MetaQuest store. And we've uh, we've been on a, I think, a really good uh, pace this year of working with some key strategic partners to bring their experiences and apps to the MetaQuest platform. Um, in, over the summer, we released uh, Adobe Substance 3D Modeler. For the Quest Store, which is a, a key part of their Substance 3D uh, workflow, this is a um, you know a sculpting and modeling app, and it's and it's multi-platform, just like um, we've been talking about between 2D and 3D. And so, some artists will uh, do some part of the sculpting process, um, kind of the broad strokes initially in in VR and then move to uh, a PC for the more fine-tuned polishing of that. Um, so that's a, a really great one. Um, we have a, a 
strategic relationship with Adobe, we also announced that we'll be bringing their project High Five to Quest early next year, which is a, a design review app that will be part of the Substance 3D workflow as well. And then in September, uh, Trimble announced that they uh, have brought SketchUp Viewer uh, to the, the Quest store as well, which is a super popular app for prosumers and AEC professionals alike. Uh, we're really excited to have that available now too. Um, then in October, uh, Microsoft entered uh, public preview with their Mesh uh, app and experience. They've also recently announced that that will be available uh, generally in January now. And uh, finally, just this month, uh, Autodesk announced their Workshop XR collaborative design review app for AEC professionals, uh, which is deeply integrated with the Autodesk Construction Cloud and a lot of other tools. And, and so the great thing about all of these products um, is that they're not standalone VR apps. They are seamlessly integrated with the rest of these, um, these companies' ecosystems. Uh, Microsoft Mesh is deeply connected with Teams, which I think they announced at Ignite recently now has something like 350 million uh, users. It's a massive number, and so having an experience that integrates with that is, is critical. Um, you know, if you're if you're joining a, a Microsoft Teams meeting, you may have some participants that join in VR. You have may may have others that join uh, in the traditional uh, uh, you know vid video conferencing screen on their on their PC, um, depending on their level of comfort, what they're trying to get out of the meeting, whether they remember to charge their headset <laughs> in uh -huh. advance. Um, so yeah, all of that, I, you know, I mentioned, uh, the Autodesk product deeply integrated with their construction cloud, SketchUp viewer also seamlessly integrated with the rest of the, uh, SketchUp ecosystem. Um, so very exciting on that front, um, that really kind of proves out that, uh, VR is a, a tool, a component of a larger, um, part of your day-to-day -day workflow. Absolutely. And um, like, you know, of course, also used Mesh and it's exactly like you're saying, you can jump in in a Teams meeting, you can put on a VR headset like this one here and you know, jump into an immersive meeting. And that's that's pretty awesome. Um, so let's actually talk about this device. Um, and for the folks that are just listening in, I'm holding up a MetaQuest 3 here, uh, which is an awesome device. I love it, you know, with the small pancake lenses, a great visual quality and so on. But it also, you know, we talked about VR a lot now. And VR is great if you want to have a fully immersive experience. And uh, the Quest 3 is definitely amazing and outstanding. Um, but sometimes you really want to engage with the physical world. And sometimes it's actually crucial to engage with the physical world, right? And so can you shed some light on the Meta Quest 3 mixed reality pass-through capabilities and how businesses can also leverage these? Absolutely. We talked at the at the beginning of the show about my um, experience working on Hololens, um, and that was really kind of a, a revolutionary uh, product and technology in mixed reality. So I'm a big believer personally in the combination of 
digital content um, within your your physical world. Um, you know whether whether we call them holograms or or you know di digital models or world locked models or whatever it ends up being. Um, and there are there are a few uh, a few benefits for that. One obviously is understanding the true scale of something in your environment. Um, and so we talked about a few of the AEC, um, you know, architecture, engineering, and construction use cases. Being able to conduct a walkthrough of uh, of a floor plan um, at true scale uh, is invaluable. It's one thing to look at it as a kind of tabletop dollhouse view um, in front of you. But it's it's entirely another to be able to see it at, at true scale. You'll you'll notice things or issues um, that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so I think that's one is is scale uh, and context in the real world. Um, you know the and 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 certainly so scale being in in uh, you know the AEC use case context is is another one of how does this how does this um, you know product look. In um, in a living room, let's say I'm designing. I'm a designer at um, you know a a, a company, um, a, a furniture company, and I want to understand what um, you know what these textures look like on the sofa um, at scale in in this um, you know potential living room. So the context matters as well, and I think that's valuable. Um, beyond those uh, use cases that really benefit from scale or context, I think just the more natural experience of being, um, you know, in your in your physical world, in your own environment, helps people feel more comfortable um, as opposed to being fully immersed in a in a different environment. Um, and so, you know, even even things like um, you know, I'm working at my desk, I can have pass through turned on and see my physical keyboard um, and my physical mouse on my on my desktop um, makes makes it feel much more natural and comfortable um, than being fully immersed. So yeah, lots of lots of benefits of that. Um, you know, I'm seeing the anecdotal feedback on the usual social channels from from people that are starting to use quest 3 in different environments um, and and yeah I think they all find it um, really valuable it really kind of up levels the experience in a number of different use cases obviously there will be um, other apps and experiences where full immersion is necessary and 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 valuable uh, uh, Assassin's Creed, Nexus launched recently. It's just a, an incredible game. I love the um, the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise, and this is a, a really great title in VR. But again, you need full immersion for for that. You're you know traveling to a you know not only a distant land but a, a different time period. You have to um, you know faithfully recreate that um, in an immersive setting. But but mixed reality is a is a, a critical feature. Um, you'll start to see more and more of our enterprise partners adopt that functionality throughout the next year or so. Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, I fully agree. There's a there's room for fully immersive, but also a lot for the, the mixed reality and you know, mixing the physical with the digital world. 
to create the new real world in the end, right? Yeah. Um, so, well, we are actually already at the end of the show. We tried to keep those short, but I'm sure we could talk for much, much longer about all these amazing uh, technologies. Uh, thank you so much, Ben, for joining us today and sharing your insights. That was very much appreciated. Oh, same. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, Renee, and uh, good to catch up. And thanks, everyone, for joining us for Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Watch our blog, follow our social media, and subscribe to our Reply podcast channels to not miss any of the new episodes. And, of course, you can watch all the previous episodes on Reply.com. Take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.